Okay, so I still don't know what we're going to do for dinner tonight. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it because yeah. we had the buffet for lunch, so I'm just not super hungry. <laughs> yeah, so trying to figure that one out. But hey, I mean, we got a lot of the stuff prepped on the house, so yep. good for that. So we're ready for this, hopefully, as ready as we're going to be. Just this is going to be, this cold is going to be crazy, but I don't want to keep talking about the weather all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, we're going to finish watching Avatar. Right? Yes. And, and so then we'll actually have a movie to talk about. <laughs> yeah. We keep not watching any movies. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. But yeah. we'll be, we'll be able to have some movies to talk about because we're on break. Yep. And so. tomorrow is Lily's birthday and. Yep. And, uh, for Lily's birthday, we're taking her to go see the second Avatar movie, 3D. So. She's excited about that. The last Avatar movie had an amazing 3D um, to yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't get to see it in the theaters. Uh, I, I don't actually remember when that movie came out. I don't I don't think... I, w- do you remember what year that movie came out? No, but I could look it up really quick. Yeah, can, can, we, can I know? <laughs> I would like to know. Um, that was December 18th in 2009 for the U.S. Okay, okay so I was not remembering wrong. My no. parents went to go see that movie together. Because I, w- I wanted to make sure that it came up before they got divorced. Because oh, okay. I was like, if they were divorced and I was thinking that they saw it together, it would be a little awkward. So no, that <laughs> came out years before. They yeah. I would. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That movie came out when I was eight? Yeah. It does not look that old. Oh my goodness, the graphics are amazing in this movie. Yeah, they're no, they're good. I, I, I can definitely tell that they're aged graphics, but still, like compared to things like Toy Story... Oh yeah, um, definitely. You know. <laughs> definitely was ahead of its time, yeah. and I. It really makes me wonder why I always remember hearing such bad things about it. Then, you know, people say bad things about all kinds of movies, and honestly, like, and, and today's going to be an unpopular opinions day, so I, I'll bring that up too because there are movies that I like that didn't do well, and I think, well, okay, but I actually liked it, so I don't care, you know. So yeah, I I have a couple like yeah. that. Well, we'll definitely so. we'll we'll cover that and. You know, we're we're good, and uh, those guys are hopefully finishing the construction on the road today. I have no idea what happened that they had to bring out an oh ambulance yeah. and a fire truck. There were two fire trucks. Okay, so yeah, so uh, not sure what happened there. I'm working on utility lines, but I'm going to guess that something went wrong. So, you know, that is what it is. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Afternoon Dive for the stupid podcast on everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time by two people who have no business getting along as well as we do. (laughs) With that said, what are we going to start with today? I've got a couple of Reddit posts. Just some simple things to to get us, you know, up and talking. Okay. Um, So this first one is uh, from Am I the A-Hole? And it is titled, Am I the A-Hole for not making my children be quiet while my wife had a headache? So, <laughs> it's very short. Okay. Uh, been with my wife for two years. I have two children from a previous relationship who are five and eight. Currently seven months pregnant, been married, and living together for five months. It's been an ad- adaptation for everyone, mostly the children. During our relationship, even before living together, I knew my wife got the occasional headache. She takes painkillers but says they don't help, so she'll usually spend the day in our bedroom and sleep. The kids are at home, and my wife was having a headache, and I was working from home. Kids are doing what they normally do, playing. 
Wife texts me asking to keep them from making so much noise. I was in a meeting when she texted, so I didn't actually look at it till an mm. hour later. She's upset, but the way I see it, it's the children's home as well. They're playing. What am I meant to say? My wife has a headache. Go read a book. I don't think I'm the asshole. My wife does. Figured I'd ask here. So, am I the asshole? Do we have any additional information? Am I going to get blindsided by this no. to find out that his wife's like an amputee and doesn't have? No, okay, okay, I'm just that's hating. it. This, that's just, it. Very short and sweet to the point. Um, my opinion, no. I'm she's she's got a headache. I I get it, and I've had migraines, you know, and I've had migraines that knocked me down. You remember my last big migraine that I had? Yeah, you know. But still, if you're home and you're working, work is work. Work no matter what. If if you were not at the house. And you were working, she would have the same issue that she had with you being at the house and working. And in either case, you're not the a-hole in this because you had a job to do. And then you came back, you know, an hour and a half later. And she's mad because you didn't do what she needed you to do. But no, if she's going to be mad at anything, be mad at your headache. And that's understandable. And, you know, maybe get your kids. She could get her kids herself and be like, hey, mommy's got a headache. Can you please just keep it down? Daddy's working right now. And use that or found your outlet because that's that's where that's going to be. No, OP's not. I don't think OP's the a-hole in this because but if OP was like, you know, if part of his job, he could have at any time been like, hey, guys, can you give me a minute here real quick? Hey, shut up. Mom's got a headache and I don't want to deal with her, you know, type situation, depending on the dynamic of that relationship. Um, you know that there's things that could change it. Right. <laughs> like if we find and, and uh, yeah, even the backstory on it's really not needed because it doesn't matter if they're, you know, you, you guys are married. It doesn't matter if they're her kids or your kids or, or what it is. It's, you know, you guys are married. The kids are the kids. And yeah, they they live there and she should, you know, feel like she has just as much a right to, to go to the kids and say, hey, I've got a massive headache. I need you to be quiet. Um you know, I'm glad it didn't last. Obviously, it sounds like the headache didn't last an hour and a half if it was enough for her to be mad. And when you saw it to be like, hey. But no, I mean, if you get it got away, then I wouldn't even say there you were the a-hole. I would have said, hey, you know what? You could have got away and, and and told your kids to be quiet, but still not the a-hole in this. So, no, I don't think so. What do you think? I think it depends. OK, because I think the key factor is that she's pregnant. I understand. Um. I've never, you know, had a pregnancy <laughs> and I don't plan on anytime soon or mm-hmm. ever, but I I think I as somebody that's been around, you know, my mom being pregnant enough times and just, you know, having friends parents that you know were pregnant and just I I've been I've just been around enough people having babies mm-hmm. that I know how debilitating, you know, it can be. My aunt would get migraines and she took medicine for it, but it didn't always work. And it was more or less the same thing. She would go and she would, you know, take naps, sleep and hope that it would just go away. She would do everything she could between, you know, eating the right foods to try to, you know, get more nutrients, oxygen through her blood, all that. She tries everything. Everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody, all, all the things that people would say, she's tried it all. Even down to she got the piercing on the inside of her ear that said, you know, there were a lot of. Uh, doctors that said that that was a pressure point and it actually helped Mm -hmm. and it did but still headaches are going to be headaches and migraines are going to be migraines but I feel like you know being with working from home being in a meeting I still feel like I I can't imagine any kind of job where you couldn't be like hey you know I'm working from home and I understand that you know that's going to come with 
you know, other factors. I have kids. I need to go tell them to be quiet or go play outside or anything like that. Even using the excuse of, hey, I can hear my kids and I think they're being pretty loud right now and I don't want to interrupt what we're doing. So let me go do that. I, I feel like. You know, I understand not seeing the message. That's different. Her being mad at that is that doesn't make him the asshole. But I feel like arguing about, well, it's the kid's house, too. Like, I get it. It's all of your guys's house. And all of you guys need to come to, you know, an understanding that this is something that she can't help. And they can be redirected. And that's where I feel like, you know, he took it a little too far. Be like, what am I supposed to tell him? Go read a book? Like, no, but you can tell him, go play outside. Hey, mom has a headache. You know, can we just lower our tone? If I tell you she has a headache, you know, this is what we have to do. And any, just anything like that. It was like you said. He was just like, hey, give me a second. Can y'all shut up? Like, just anything. He, he didn't do anything. But like I said, not seeing the text is one thing. But coming at her afterwards, she's, you know, fully allowed to be upset. But you know, not at him for not seeing it, but if for him to argue back, well, what was what was I gonna do anyways? It's kind of like okay, that's a little that's a little a holy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know. So th- I feel like the whatever sh- I need to know what part she was mad at, and I need to know what part he feels like he needs to defend. Because if he feels like he needs to defend it on the fact that you know, what am I gonna do? Their their kids are gonna be kids. It's like okay, but kids can still have other ways to be loud and be out like i said be outside Mm -hmm. and if they're not an applicable outside area in you know wherever they live then just you know there's always some kind of a solution even if you have to sit them down in front of a tv with a movie for a little bit just so that they are quiet then that's what you have to do but you know but yeah the same thing does go for her on that side that there was still things she could have done but you know i also don't know you know i'd be curious to hear from her side because maybe she did Maybe she did talk to them. Maybe she did go after them and go, hey, I need you to calm down. I have a headache. Hey, this is going on. I have a headache. Hey, I've already asked you. Calm down. I'm going to send you to your room. And it didn't matter. And they were just going wild, crazy, didn't care. So I I feel like it, but it really comes down to if she was mad at you missing the text, that's not your fault. (laughs) But, you know, if she was mad at the fact that, you know, you said, what am I going to do? I can understand her being a little upset about that. It's like, you're, you're the dad. <laughs> you kind of got to figure it out sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I feel. Well, I'm going to get to completely disagree with you on an aspect of this, though. Okay. Because I have worked for companies where there's, the information is vital. Everything is important that you're doing. And you can't leave it. Um, you cannot leave the meeting for any literally would be they would look at it as you getting up in the middle of a meeting and going out. And, you know, there are meetings that depending on the company, I didn't say I was saying if he couldn't do that, that's mm-hmm. why I needed to know. That's why I feel like I need to know if she was mad at him missing the text right. or not. But because we also <laughs> don't know what she said to, to to vocalize that she was mad about him. You know, I mean. Yeah, I, that's what I said. Yeah, I, I, I'm just I no I I I'm I'm saying that I've been with companies where you can't miss a meeting, you know I and now I mean now it's crazy to think that all these people who are actually doing court from home, you know, yeah. including the judges that are doing court from home, and I'm like, can you imagine if the judge is like, hey, wait, 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 I I know you're in the middle of defense right now, but hold on a second, kid, shut up. <laughs> you know, type. Yeah, oh, I actually saw something recently about how a judge had joined a Zoom meeting mm-hmm. in her underwear and smoking a cigarette, and it was an accident or something like wow. that. But she, yeah, I was like, what? This is exactly why I don't like the idea of yeah. just working from home for anything, work, school, all of that. It's just, it's, 
I don't like that. I if I'm I don't know. People are weird in their homes. Well, and I, I, I like the aspects it. of it, and, and mostly because, like, for example, um, when Kmart was struggling the first time, um, when I got called in and they they contracted my company to figure out what was going on, um, it was really kind of the first time that I flew a lot, and I got over wanting to fly real quick. First, I was you know young executive and like flying around and being all kinds of happy. Now I'm like, oh, I'll do everything from home. (laughs) Like I, I don't need to go anywhere, but I've also been doing this for so long and I'm so still, you know, plugged into everything. But, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, there are things where I'm like, you know, if I'm a judge, I don't want to do it via zoom. I don't want to do it via phone. I want to look at people, look at their faces, look at what they're doing because you can't see body expression very well from just a bust and things mm-hmm. like that. And and those are kind of, but that's, I'm sorry, it's a little stray from it. I, I just, like I said, there, there are aspects that could make him the a-hole, but you know, if I'm f- frustrated that, you know, that she's coming at me with an attitude when I'm the one that's at work. Yeah. I appreciate that you you're pregnant and you've got a headache and there's pills that you can't take because you're pregnant and have a headache and I get that but like what did you what did you want me to do if I don't see your text and everything else after that your attitude to me at that point is just irrelevant and I mean that's you can call me a dick for saying that but you know you being mad at me for something that you justifiably didn't have a reason to be mad at me about doesn't mean that I'm you know going to sit there and apologize because your feelings are hurt and you're mad at me, and yeah, it's, I'm sure it's not compassion, but at the same time, no, I, I, I've said what I said. So, <laughs> anyway, what do we got next? Um, next we have a nuclear revenge that I know you are going to enjoy thoroughly. Yeah, you teased this one to me before I, we started today, <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited about this. And I know it's, it's gonna give you an idea, and I'm kind of scared about that. But either way, <laughs> um, it's thoroughly entertaining it has so many awards and it's only six hours old as of right now oh awesome so okay (laughs) it's titled guy behind me in traffic was blinding me in traffic with his high beams so i violated his retinas with the full force of an afternoon sun hashtag sorry not sorry whoa okay so (laughs) somebody got a two million lumens freaking hit i was driving home from work and traffic was backed up pretty badly for a few miles it was stop and go when i get stuck in that i'll usually back about 75 feet off the car in front of me so that i can hold a pace and move at a slow but constant roll like the semi trucks do this way i'm not participating in bumper to bumper move and break like the rest of the smooth brain drivers some dude in Acura crossover was behind me, and I guess he was getting upset because I wasn't two feet from the car in front of me driving like a smooth brain. So he gets up on my butt and starts beeping his horn at me. Lol, I think to myself as I turn up my radio. But then he starts flashing his brights at me, which is where I get annoyed. He's in one of those Acuras that has the super bright LED lights. My car is much mm-hmm. lower than his, so his low beams are already pretty bright in my mirrors. Bright enough that I don't want to look in them. The first time he flashes his high beams, it puts spots in my eyes and for a moment. 
It genuinely hurt my eyes. After the first flash, he waits about 10 seconds and beeps his horn and then flashes me again. Now I'm getting pissed. I'm thinking, where the fuck do you want me to go? Do you really think being two feet from the car in front of you will make traffic move faster? Then he flashes me a third time, but this time he held them on for about 15 seconds. Time for the gloves to come off. During those 15 seconds, as I'm looking away from my mirrors, I see my 14,000 lumen searchlight sitting in my passenger (laughs) seat, at which point I'm immediately overcome by a wave of chaotic lawful excitement, which what he had just set in motion cannot be stopped. I think to myself, oh, buddy, you just opened the wrong can of worms. You're going to learn today. Nice. I grab the flashlight and set it to its absolute max, 14,000 lumen brightness setting. The flashlight has a sensor in it to automatically dim the light if it's facing down on a table because otherwise the diodes would get so hot they would melt the lens. The 14,000 lumen setting is so intense, the 57-watt-hour battery can only hold it for 180 seconds before the flashlight <sighs> automatically notches down to immediately uh, to a measly 9,500 <laughs> lumens. During those 180 seconds, the light will burn through 15% of its battery power. For reference on just how bright this is, the literal fucking sun emits a luminosity of 11,000 lumens per square foot on a bright and clear day. I turn around and aim it straight out the back of my rear window. My car is pretty noisy, so before I turn it on, I rev up my engine to make sure Captain Smoothbrain is eyes forward when I violate his retinas with the full force of the afternoon sun. I hit the power button and can only imagine the freight train of shock and pain that plowed over this man. (laughs) It was so bright, his automatic headlights shut off because the car thought it was daytime. With the lights on, I could see him clear as glass through his tinted windshield. He was covering his eyes and looking down, probably screaming. I watched him try and flip down his sun visor, but his hand couldn't find it as I thought to myself, burn, you motherfucker, burn. (laughs) I imagine my facial expression was similar to that of a six-year-old roasting insects with a magnifying glass on a bright summer day. After about five seconds of blinding light, I took mercy and shut it off. He proceeded to back the hell off and move over to a different <laughs> lane. Was this an unsafe thing for me to do? Absolutely. Was this illegal? Almost certainly. Uh. Was it warranted? Without question. Possibly the highlight of my year. Drive safe and don't be a dick to the car in front of you because they might just have the tools to teach you a lesson. All right. So right now, the <laughs> Olight Marauder 2, 14,000 oh, lumens, ultra bright, rechargeable flashlight is now sitting in my cart on Amazon <laughs> because I knew you hell would do this. yes hell yes I give kn- that to the girls when they go oh check on the chickens at night God. oh right there are people behind us <laughs> complaining because they're getting tans in their own beds so yeah no I'm looking at this thing so uh, let's see cheaper cheapest one I can see on there is three hundred thirty two dollars four twenty nine and three twenty nine um, yeah so. Uh, Damn, I need a holiday between Christmas and my birthday. <laughs> so that stinks. Oh, but yeah, I think that is absolutely brilliant. And I'm not a, I'm not in a low vehicle anytime. Yeah. No. You know, I don't know if that's illegal. So I think it falls into the same thing as the guy high beaming you from behind. So it would kind of be a canceling. I, I would think there would be a cancel out. I, I don't I can't <laughs> imagine any cop that I know. Who would sit there and go, you know, why did you blast that light at him? He was high beaming me and he's this high on me. I'm like, oh, okay. And it's like, and it's the only light I had to let him know how I was not enjoying what he was doing. But that's going to happen. That's I'm, I'm looking at all the different <laughs> lights right now. I'm looking at the rechargeable models because, yeah, I got to. <laughs> yep, you're right. You are 100% right. It shows how well you know me because that is <laughs> that is completely about to happen. So. 
Oh, OP, good on you. Yeah, no yeah. wonder he's got the the awards. I'll definitely make sure I contribute to that. And you know, so I'm 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 gonna be doing that. I have a feeling that there's quite a few people. What what do we got in the comments? Uh, we got one person that said possibly the highlight of your year. Yeah, sounds like he could say the same. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um. It says, Lulz, remind me of a video I saw of, of a rent-a-cop shining his flashlight in the eyes slash cameras of some auditors. They asked him to get the light out of their eyes. He taunted them instead. One of them brought out an emolent hand sun that sat the guy down and had him radio the office for help. Be a dick, nice. get fucked. Yep. Oh, so. yeah, I, I would do that, too. You know, just just so you know, that's not, you know, actually, we can break into that. Do you want do you want the brand of theirs? Yeah. Because they gosh, put it yes. in the comments. Yes, totally. Oh, the man. flashlight is an all light. O-L-I-G-H-T. Marauder okay. 2. Marauder. Oh, I think that's what I said. Isn't is that it? the one you were looking at? Yeah, it is. It's the Olight Marauder <laughs> 2. Yeah. So, 100%. yeah. That is $332 Yep, that's on happening. Amazon. That's happening. That's all I'm, I'm going to say. That is so happening. So, and good to know I already have now the uh, the warning behind it. So we And know. the fact that they literally said that it's great for taking the dog out at night, especially living yeah. in an area where I very often see coyotes in my backyard. You know and what? And that goes the same for us. So and, you I'll t- know. and I'll tell you what, for our listeners, we'll go ahead and pop up a link for it. If you want to go ahead and get it, I'll try to find the cheapest one I can on Amazon. And that still got good ratings, so don't want anybody getting ripped off, obviously. Oh, yeah, no. And, and then uh, whenever we get ours, we'll definitely record a video because uh, we have yeah. a we have a dark enough backyard that we could definitely we could definitely stand on one side and you know measure our backyard mm-hmm. and then go to the fence on the other side um, because we, yeah, we don't have an, any neighbors we that can go way. We go an acre and a half away, and you know show exactly what we can do. So yeah. or even from the top of the house. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's awesome. Yeah, that's oh that is so awesome. <laughs> I'm like. Mm. You know, because I because I've been pulled over at night by police. Yeah. You know, and it's like and when they come up to me with that with that light, I literally just I sit there and I'll put up my middle finger covering my eyes. So I'm looking like I'm doing, you know, I'm like, oh, your light's too bright. And I'm like, you got a reason for shining a thing on me. And most time they'll turn it away or something like that. And it's like, but we already know I, I take control. <laughs> Yeah. At, at the traffic stops. They they learn really quickly if they're going to try to violate my rights, just how quick that's just not going to happen. So um, but, you know, good. And I if I got one of these and somebody did that, I'd flash it right back at them. I'd let <laughs> I put you know what I do? I'd actually put it a foot in front of them so that they know they're about to walk up on it. So if they want to come flashing their light in. They're going to have to come flash their light in by being blinded. Put that light away. You put yours away. There's no law against what I'm doing. I'll step out of my car and my truck and do the same thing. Because, you know, I don't know what you just pulled me over on the side of the road of the, on, in the dead of night. I don't know what's out here. That's how we both get eaten by wolves. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I, that's great. No, that, that's absolutely great. I'm just absolutely happy about that. So and then, you know, things that should be illegal. right so that's what we're going to talk about next anyways here so you know we we like to talk for today we want to go ahead and cover things that should be illegal but aren't and honestly i think that's one of them that that i look at is you know police coming up and shining lights in your eyes look i get the want to want to see what's in a vehicle great look what's in a vehicle on my face no that just you're you're literally you're obstructing my 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 vision there's nothing in that that's like, oh, okay, that's just a little thing. You get, 
the little the twinkles, the discolorations, things like that, and it's actually just not good for your eyes. Period. It's it's the same as staring directly into these lights, and the cops are getting brighter and brighter lights all the time, and that's one of those things that completely I I'm like, yep, hundred percent should be illegal, and it it's not, but I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> Something else that I think should be illegal but isn't, and, and it's really hard because I'm sure it actually probably falls under our next category as well as far as unpopular opinions. But I very much dislike when you're in a restaurant and somebody is there not to eat at the restaurant. They just go in to use the bathroom because part of my bill is paying for the utilities of that place. You know? Yeah, for a restaurant? That's yeah. weird. Yeah, no, I'm... And, and I worked at Chevy's and I worked at Denny's and it's like, and you know, you put a sign up there that says restrooms are for paying customers only, but enforcing it is another thing. But, you know, it, I, I will say this. It is always the people who aren't buying anything who destroy the restroom. Yeah. You know, it's it's literally I go to Starbucks and somebody just comes in to use the bathroom and they pull in and, and you know, half the time there's somebody who's on their phone. Right. The whole time they go in there and then they go in the bathroom, come back out. You know, they didn't wash their hands. They were gross about it. And you walk in the bathroom and it's like, what the hell were you doing? Yeah. You know, it's like and you know that anybody who's going to rush that hard to go to a bathroom for a place they're not, you know, uh, patron uh, uh, (laughs) that they're not shopping at or going to buy anything from. They're there for a reason. They're not there because they got to take a little tinkle, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, but. Man, at least have the common courtesy. And it, I, I just I don't I honestly think that that like I go to restaurants and some of the restaurants that you go to, they actually have the key to their bathroom. Yeah. And I was at one. There was uh, one. It was right around the corner from our house in Sacramento, in fact, in Vineyard. Um, and it was Jimmy Subs, I think is what it was called or whichever it was. But um, they actually had the key behind the counter and the sign See, out that's, front. That's smart. Yeah, well, I've, th- I've been to a few places like that. The, and they have the sign out front that says restrooms are for paying customers only or you go to gas stations and gas stations will will say those things, too. And then you'll get people that just throw a fit about it. And I literally saw a guy throwing a fit about the fact that he would have to buy something in order to be able to use the restroom there. And at that point, you know, that's where you want to pull in the sign where. We we reserve the right to refuse service to anybody. Yeah. And that guy wasn't playing. I mean, Jimmy wasn't playing. I, th- I assume that's his name, but he wasn't playing at all. He's like, no, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, wow. All right. Yeah, no, I, I understand for like stores and just places that, you know, it's it that's just different. If you go into a Target or a Walmart, they're not going to sure. care if you're going in there to use the bathroom and leave. And I understand that's a you know, bigger place. There's more people. It's mm-hmm. even different. But like with like. Just, like, big chains is really what it comes down to. If you're going to go to a Taco Bell and use the restroom real quick or a McDonald's, use the restroom real quick, I don't care. But if you're going into a a family-owned business or even just, like, just a regular restaurant, like, Mm -hmm. don't go into an Olive Garden to go to the bathroom and leave. Like, it's weird. It's really just weird. But you need to understand more when it's especially the small mom and pops. Look, if I have a small mom and pop like Jimmy's, right, it's him, his wife, and his daughter behind, behind the register. Right. And they're all cooking. And his uh, I know his daughter would take your money and she would take whatever you're, you know, go through your order and all of that. But for him to have to go into the men's restroom and clean it up, there's a whole procedure of steps that if, you know, 
somebody came in to to you know check his place out and be like, hey, you know, we we're we're gonna oh, what's the what's the name of the group? Holy crud! Food inspect health inspector. Oh. <clears throat> if if a health inspector is gonna shows up there and sees him, who's back behind the counter cooking, all you know, also coming out and cleaning his restroom or you know cleaning the restroom after it, he'd get a ticket for that. He can be shut down for that. You know, there's a whole bunch of extra steps that you have to go through for that. It's not a simple little to do. And, you know, I like unpopular opinion. <laughs> um, I personally, you know, I rarely stand up when I go use utilize a public restroom because I don't men. We splash, you know, mm-hmm. and so unless I'm at a urinal and it's a full service bath, no, it's, I'm going to go sit down. You know, that's just where it's going to be. And I'm going to make the smallest mess and smallest footprint that I can. So. You know, I I just I personally think that, you know, if you go into if you go into a place to just use the restroom, you should have to buy something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just down for that. It's like, you know what? Your bladder, your lack of planning for your bladder does not constitute extra work on my part. If you're not going to be contributing to that, even if it's like five bucks, you want to use the bathroom? Five bucks. Yeah, buy a coffee. Right. Just like literally, just anything. We do that. Yeah, I, we, yeah, we, I, hate- we can't. We can't go into a place. It's like we can't go into a place and not buy something, right? Unless it's a big place that won't see us. But we come into a small mom and pop. We have to buy something, even no matter what. Yeah. It's just yeah, though. It just it doesn't matter. It, just get something. It's it's I understand being tied on money, but, you know, at that point, it just comes to like, why are you using the bathroom at a place if you're tied on money? Like, obviously, you went somewhere, you're spending money on gas to do something. You know what's going on? <laughs> so, yeah. no, it, I, I fully agree with that. There, you should have to you should have to buy something if you're going into a smaller place, e- especially like even down to like those those random you know, not big chain gas stations too. People mm-hmm. don't realize that those are owned by people, normal people that just own a gas station. Yeah, they own a franchise for it. They own that location and they don't even own that location and they have to maintain, you know, a cleaning. They have to be have a, a health inspection rating that they have to be able to maintain on that. And at the same time, because, you know, minimum wage has gone up and up and up and up and I've already had the discussion about minimum wage, you know, the, that it keeps it keeps going up so they can't afford to hire somebody else. You know, gas stations, people think, oh, they're they're huge money makers. They're really not. It's all about volume. Every gas station works on the premise of volume with works on the premise of knowing that one in one in four people who come to fuel up are also going to come inside and buy something. And they and that's where they make their money. Oh, gas station prices are higher. Yes, because that little kiosk of a place that has fuel tanks that's that's keeping you out and running you know all of that is expensive everything that they do is expensive how many times have we gone to places where their airlines aren't even working because somebody else broke it and the only way it's gonna get fixed is if they pay it you know yeah so it's like no absolutely just huh i i I, yeah (laughs) i think you should definitely have to buy something so i'll give a big one that it's one of those things where I think should be illegal, but isn't. And it's my personal because I've been, you know, one of the things when you're growing your company and, you know, you're the head of marketing for a company, your job is to interview and bring on people for marketing. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think it should be illegal to flat out lie on your resume and application, but it's not, it's not, it is not. I, 
can lie and say I have my master's in clinical whatever and submit it to the FBI. Actually, that one might be illegal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that one might fall under uh, providing false information to a government entity. But I don't know if that's illegal or not. But any company, I can go to Apple. I can go to PepsiCo. I can go to any private company and straight out lie up and down about everything on my resume, everything on my application. I can 100% lie about where I am and everything. And they will go through, go to want to hire me, go through all the due diligence, do my background check, find out that I am flat out lying and will be out, you know, hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars in, in things that you have to pay for in time, effort, money, you know, to find out whether or not it's the right person, especially if it's a secure job in a secure location where you have That's to. That's so weird. And, and there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do recourse wise except not hire them. I and what and if you're an employer and you bring somebody on and then after you've brought them on, you found out that they were lying and falsifying information. You cannot. And here's something that is illegal, but shouldn't be. You cannot tell prospective future employers if they used you as a reference. They use your company for whatever re ridiculous reason. Use your company as a reference. You cannot say, no, we we fired them because they lied on their information. They lied. You can't do anything like that. You literally can only answer three questions. Did so-and-so work there? Yes. Were they employed there from this amount of time to this amount of time? Yes. Given the opportunity, would you hire them again? Yes or no. Those are the, Literally, those are yes or no questions. Those are all you can legally answer. So they can't ask you why you wouldn't hire them again? They they can ask, but you can't answer it. You literally, you can get a libel suit from you. And if you've got a disgruntled ex-employee wait, who's wait, wait, looking wait. for that. So then what the heck is the point of putting a reference on anything? Right. And that's exactly it. And most references, reference letters, and those are complete and total BS. And they don't carry much weight other than when you're trying to edge somebody else out for the same job. You, you, wow. do you do you know that you could right now and it's legal again. We're going to talk about this. You could right now write yourself a reference, a letter of reference from the CEO of Spirit and Spencer's. And give it to any future prospective employers. And. Spencer's could find out about it, find out that you you forged this this letter and document and couldn't do anything. That doesn't sound right. They're at, they can't sue me or anything nope. for that doesn't well, make any people sense. People can sue you for anything, but they don't have a legal there's no legal documentation to sign on it. Nope. It's it's what? not it's not a legal document. I oh my god. This doesn't that doesn't sound right. Oh, you know, there was a big huge thing about it. The, there were there were these diploma mills, and they're still out there, I'm sure. But these diploma mills that would give you this quote unquote novelty diploma from any college of your choice and if you paid extra they gave you a novelty they gave you novelty record of your of your grades so all of your report cards all your all your administrative novelty right and they didn't have to like put any asterisks on it anywhere being nope. like this isn't real this is no. a novelty what thing what they would do is on the very bottom okay so so you know your diploma um, depending on where you get it it's not traditional size most of the time it's not an eight and a half by 11 sheet right and so what they would do is 
on the bottom qu- a bottom quarter inch or on an edge, it would say, this is for novelty purposes only. And then so you just took a paper cutter and went, Zhip, and it was gone. Wow. So literally, so the, these mills, they found all these ways around it. And they got so bad to the point where here it was, where these these fake colleges that sounded like real colleges, not joking, like, um, what was it? Um, there was, oh, yeah, Yale... Uh, Yale International University. Okay. Okay. Is not a place. But you could get this diploma mill diploma from Yale International University. You paid a certain amount for this. And they could look it up online, see that it looked like accredited school, call the school, get the admissions office, call, give your information, and you would say, yep, this person graduated here at this time, at this blah, 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 blah. They would call it correspondence and everything else. And so me as an employer, you know, would have to do the dig on it to find out. It's, and, and, and there's nothing legally I could do for that false information being applied. What the f- Right? This is, what? Yeah. That it's is a so huge weird. thing. Every there, there was a stat, and I believe it was Stanford that actually did the, um, did the survey on it, and said something like people lied or ex, you know, well, no, it said people exaggerated on their resumes seventy percent of the time, um, and twenty percent of the time people flat lied on their resume on their applications and resumes, and that they found that 5% of applicants who were applying for jobs, and this was um, 2000, I believe, 2003 to 2008, because it was a five-year study, flat out lied about the majority of items on their applications. Because, and because why? What, what's going to happen? You're not going to hire me? You weren't going to hire me in the first place? That's just, mm-hmm. what the this is like blowing my mind. This is just yeah, it's legal. It's legal. Why do it I? F- I feel like there has to be some kind of loophole that <laughs> lawyers find that can like get you in trouble for something like that because you I, can be sued for anything. I well, could yeah, literally you can be sued but, for hurt feelings. Yeah, I know that, yeah. but I'm just I feel like there has to be. But how much time and resources more do you want to lose in suing somebody for providing this kind of false information? I right? don't know. I just I don't know. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not illegal and people do this and they do it all the time. People lie all the time. They lie. And, you know, that's the thing is like, you know, that's my big thing is that I hate being lied to. Yeah. And I don't lie to people um, that matter. (laughs) Um, But at the same time. When somebody when I'd find out that somebody had applied for a position with us. And it was really hard because there were times where somebody would apply for a position and it was an account manager's position. And account manager's position is basically a glorified sales job, right? But for us, it's inside sales and it's kind of, we, it's a schmooze job. And the only thing that we care about is that people can pass a basic criminal background check and that they're not a registered sex offender and that they're, you know, because some of our clients were schools and education, you know, uh, education-based companies yeah. and NPOs that worked with children and things like that. And we hired this guy, and I'm not going to say his name because I just, it doesn't matter. And sat there and it was every single time we were, we were, and, and he went through the normal background check just fine, right? But, 
we were waiting on his information for his criminal background check. And he was like worried about going to one of the mixers because the mixers were, the mix, uh, was a business mixer and it was with a chamber of commerce and it was at a church. Right. Okay. And we're like, well, some people just don't like churches and I get that and everything. Um, but they did it every, every, every like couple of weeks and came in. Sure enough, not allowed to be anywhere within 500 feet of where children are known to attend or go to. Wow. So straight out lied, fired him on the spot. You know what he did? Hmm. He filed against me. He literally tried to sue me, had had an attorney call me up and say that they wanted to depose me and they wanted to talk to me and interview me and and everything because they they're you know, he's talking about that. He wants to sue me uh, for firing him. And to which I'm like, well, first off, I'm going to get my attorneys involved. I'm not going <laughs> to waste the time on this. Gave my attorneys the information in the letters and, you know, but I and, and it made it go away. But that cost me like, you know, two thousand dollars. Wow. So he had no lawsuit to stand on, but I still had to pay attorney's fees because otherwise yeah. I had to go and deal with this guy's attorney. And I'm not one of those guys that's so arrogant that thinks I'm going to stand in front of another attorney whose job it is to twist facts in favor of his client. You know, and when I say twist facts, I mean twist BS to be in favor of his clients. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. So that cost me thousands of dollars. So Jeez. and because and but but do you know what my recourse was against him? Huh. Nothing. I could do nothing. The fact that, you know, the the mixer that he went to, the chamber of commerce that he went to, the event that he went to or that he was supposed to go to, that these other things, they saw him and they and were like, hey, what happened to this guy? And I was like, oh, you know what? We just didn't feel he was the right fit. And that's all we could say. I couldn't say, oh, he was a registered sex offender and, you know, was trying to get away with it and scam us and then tried to sue. I couldn't say any of that What? because uh, I could be what? sued. Yeah. But what he did wasn't illegal. This is this is stupid. Mm -hmm. You open a can of worms. And oh, I don't yeah. Like it. No. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a horrible, horrible thing. And when you think about it. It's it's something that you just you, you can't believe that the employers go through hell. You know, people I'll, I'll tell you this. If you're listening to this and you're thinking about that, you want to start your own business and the business that you're going to start is going to scale up and you're going to manage it and you're going to interview people and you're going and you're going to hire people. Don't do it. Do not do it. Go through an agency, do whatever else, have them go through it, because they're going to do the backgrounds. They're going to find the people for you. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, almost half the time on those, they're not fully checking your people either. So you're going to have problems. It is going to create issues. We did uh, elite sports venues. So you're talking about little leagues, right? We did all of these things that required security. We had we had GSA. Um, you know, we, we had all of this different stuff that we, we worked with and all these different entities and government entities that we worked with that had all these strict requirements and we could have lost those contracts and we could have like not been able to bid and bidding on contracts was a huge thing for a marketing and print firm especially on the print side hmm. of it and so you know you bring in these people and it just takes one person and i i mean there were so many things i had somebody came in we taught we taught him he passed his background check everything was good we taught him 
everything about the company. And he went out and immediately just tried to just compete with us and steal our clients, talking to our customers and our clients. And even though we had non-disclosures, non-competes and everything else, you know what we could do about it? Nothing. Not a damn thing. We could sue him for a violation of his NDA. We could sue him in, in but he, you know, he had no money. You know, he was it was going to fail and it failed. He failed miserably. It was I laughed my ass off when he failed miserably. So karma got him. Oh, yeah. And when everybody else at the company was like, you know, there were several other people at the company that liked the guy. And I'm like, you're allowed to like him. Then I found out he got shot in the the back of the head, survived, shot, got shot in the back of the head. And I was like, (laughs) but I couldn't say anything. But inside I was like, good. You know, <laughs> and so, wow, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm just that kind of person. I am. Uh, you can call it petty. You can call it whatever you want. But that's where that was. So. Huh. So, yeah, that's when in the world of things that should be illegal, but aren't. If you're looking to fly for a job, you can lie about all your information and there's nothing they can do about it. And, uh, you know, you'll eventually get a job, but you will get found out. I will tell you, I, I can't tell you how many people came to me and claimed to be marketers. And we're really good at their job and blah, blah, blah. And I would bring them in and I would interview them. And you find out really quick. It's like, you know, an electrician or any other field. You can learn really quick when somebody's not a good electrician. Go ahead and go touch that live wire over there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So, but uh, yeah. So now let's go to unpopular opinions. And I'm going to have one that uh, it really is an unpopular opinion based on society. I know you and I are going to agree and we're going to agree why, too. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. There is a movement that has been going on for almost two decades, and this movement is literally to remove the tipping system and instead increase prices through menus and require uh, restaurants to pay, quote-unquote, livable wages to servers and staff rather than any kind of tip-based system. This goes for everything from bartenders bathroom attendants waiters busboys all of the above they want to do away with tipping and add that 15 to 20 percent onto the price of the menu for people to be able to um you know have livable wages as a server i 100 percent disagree with this i think it's junk i think it's garbage i think that you know what they should stay exactly where it is Stay on minimum wage and require your tips. You know why? Because it's going to require a level of service that is going to justify my tipping. Period. Yeah, I I think that that... This is always so tricky to me because, yeah, the the logical side of it, when you look at it, when you look at it logically, Mm -hmm. if you take away the tipping system and you just pay people a normal wage... Mm -hmm. They're, what are, what are they going to do to actually serve you? The right. point of being a waiter or a waitress is that you're supposed to provide a good experience for whatever it is that you're doing. Whether you're like wh- even down to bartender and things mm-hmm. like that, you're supposed to provide a good experience. And whether that means that you know everything they're doing is fake because they're just doing it for the money and the tips, it's still it's a part of the service. I feel like that's what's made those jobs is that you're not going to get a job as a waiter or a waitress or a bartender or anything like that for the intent of making, you know, not just not working hard. People don't go for those jobs for the, you know, 
leisurely activity of bussing on tables. It's just, Mm -hmm. that's not what it's for. People get those jobs because they want either discipline, they want to be able to interact with people all day because they enjoy doing things like that. They like working for the money or whatever it is. Like, and I don't understand why there's such a taboo around working for money. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's always, you're supposed to wake up and enjoy your job and be excited and want to, you know, this is your career and you're building things up. Why is it so weird for somebody to be honest about the fact that they're working for the money? That they don't give a damn about any of the things that so-and-so said to so-and-so's and they're you know going through their divorce and you know they just need the team building and all that bullshit nobody gives a fuck nobody actually gives mm-hmm. a fuck so why do we keep lying about it right we're working for the fucking money i have a family or i have you know a lifestyle that i'm trying to achieve i'm going to school whatever the fuck it is or the reason why mm-hmm. people are going to work for money <laughs> so i don't understand strippers without tips no, it's just I, I don't understand. I, like, I, I, I get it. It sucks. But whenever I see things like that, I'm like, so don't go for that job. Mm-hmm. Well, they work so hard. Why are they working that job? Because the don't hustle want is to? worth the yeah. muscle. It just when, and I when understand I, when people I bar- fucking suck too. Like that's yeah. what it comes down to. People only hate things like that when they've dealt with shitty people, mm-hmm. shitty customers that they've had to wait on over and over and over again I mean, whether it's just like people hate holiday season because of that people hate just all kinds of things yep. and so it's just it really comes down to like it's the same thing for customer service workers mm-hmm. customer service workers don't get tips they have no obligation to be nice to you other than the fact that they have a job that they're working for yep. so it's the same it's the same premise it, you're waiting on a table is, is dealing with people just as much as customer service people are doing it but customer service people don't get tips you know what they get recommendations and and you know surveys that you can answer and be like oh yeah this person was great and things like that mm-hmm. they get in job different you know leaderboards and things that are that are a part of that and that's their side of it that they're working for and if mm-hmm. they don't then they don't ever work move up yeah. with a with a waiter of any kind you're literally it's called a waiter because you were supposed to be waiting on the people yep and you know it's, or if you even call it a server because you're serving yeah yeah and so i just i don't understand i i just don't get it if well, you don't like that system don't go for that job and because see, that's what the, it's the, for the problem is is that people don't have the three percent mentality that those of us who actually were into that hustle right had and the three percent mentality is that three out of your hundred customers are going to suck three out of a hundred people that you wait tables on are going to suck and it's like and i'm not talking about three you know you have three tables that are bad talking about you have a party of 10 right Mm -hmm. the odds the the odds are you're gonna be fine you have you have 10 parties of 10 three people from three of those different or from three of those 10 tables are going to be assholes. They're going to be Karens. They're going to be shitbags. They're going to be little egomaniacs that are going to look at you to, to try to abuse you or whatever it was. And uh, when I was bartending at Chevy's, um, one of the things that, you know, we had our drinks and you had your drinks and the way that you were supposed to make the drinks, right? Mm-hmm. And Chevy says, hey, you can make the drinks and this is what we have. This is minimums. This is maximum when you're making the drinks. And I had this customer that her and her, her and her, I think it was her sister. I don't know. But she would come in every every Friday. Okay. She would she would come in and she and Fridays at Chevy's back back in this time Chevy's were just packed. You were guaranteed that you were going to wait an hour if you didn't call ahead with a party of 8 or more. You were guaranteed you were going to wait an hour. And so they would come over to the bar 
and they come sit over at the bar around the same little area. And if those table, if the booths, they, the little stools that they want to sit at weren't available, they would just wait for it, and they would come. And the first couple of times that they came in, I thought they were mistakes. The first time they got their drinks, they got their orders, gave me no tip. Okay. Second time, got their drink, got their order, and, their, and gave me no tip. Well, I found out from the busboy, no, no, there was a quarter on the bar each time. And I told him, if there's ever a change, just throw it into the into the bucket that we had, uh-huh. right? I don't want to see that. I don't need to see that. But if there's cash, don't touch it. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know if – because sometimes the cash is there because the customer is like, hey, I bought a $5 margarita, and they'll leave 6 bucks there. And if the bus boy throws that margarita cash into the bucket, I'm embezzling from the company unwillingly. <laughs> um, did that once and was like, oh, gosh, and caught it, and luckily. Margarita um, sounds good right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I just you was, know. You're talking about the bar and everything, yeah. and I was like, ooh, I just, I just nice want to go get some margarita. drinks. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and, so, and so I found out. And so the third time they came in, it was the third week, and I, and I recognize them both because you just, you know, somebody comes to your restaurant – Three times in the same pattern, you start to recognize them. Yeah. Comes in, orders their drinks. I make their drinks just the way I'd been making them for them, which were always always made my drinks a little heavy handed. You know, a little heavy handed on the drinks was wasn't wasn't a bad thing. And so I would make these drinks and they pulled out a quarter and put it on the table and looked at me with a smirk. And I just looked back at them with a smirk. And so the next week they came in and I made those drinks weak. (laughs) <laughs> I made those drinks to their minimum requirements. I made those drinks exactly minimum. I said nothing to them. I carried no conversation. Put down their drinks. They're like, well, how are you doing tonight? And I walked away. I don't have to acknowledge you. That is not a requirement at Chevy's as a bartender. <laughs> I do not. When we're busy and we're swamped, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear them. This is literally all I have to say. I have to do squat. I'm not going to focus on you. You can go to hell now. And she came back and she, she got the manager, literally. And this is before Karen's existed, right? This is 92, 93. And, I, and the manager was like, uh, show me how you made their drinks. I made their drinks exactly the way I made the drinks. And the manager's like, um, no, ladies, I'm sorry. This is the proper way. Well, last time the drinks were stronger. Oh, well, our bartenders have, you know, wiggle room. Well, I want them to make it stronger. And I said, and I want tips. <laughs> and I just looked at her and I just smirked and I walked away. You know, it's like you're you're going to get that. But but man, I was raking in the tips at Chevy's, you know, because I was on it. Somebody wanted margaritas and, and it, it was a margarita in a show. Give them the margarita. They want um, a watermelon margarita. And we were doing regular mar- uh, margaritas with a watermelon sour mix that we have. And, and those. And so it's like, you know, I'm not throwing things up in the air or anything special like that. But I'm talking to people and I'm going doing the little drizzle up, which is where you start at the cup and you go yeah. all the way up and do those and then pop in the drinks. I give it a little spin around. So I'm spinning the, the cup itself to stir it instead of giving them a straw and stirring it up or anything like that and do those. And I would get, you know, 100 percent tips on some of those drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, you give somebody you give a couple of people five dollar margaritas. You made a little show of it and they give you a 20 and tell you to keep it, you know, and I was making hand over fist. So I'm going to spend my time on those people, yeah. you know. But the thing is, is that I've also been on the other side of that where restaurants where people were so used to not getting tips that the customer service was garbage. Yeah, it was absolute garbage. And anytime, and you know this, whenever we go to a restaurant the first time, I always tip very well. And it's like, and I don't care if we got bad food or bad service. The first time I always tip very well. 
And then the second time that I come in, I see how they treat us. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's from there that I gauge it. So all these people who are like, oh, we think that all all serving staff should be, you know, be making twenty dollars an hour and, you know, no, and just th forego tips. No, I my gosh, I was making more than twenty dollars an hour in ninety three. You know, I mean, I've told you the story but with Denny's, you yeah. know, and Denny's that I worked at in Sacramento, um, which was over on uh, on Highway 80 and. Uh, Madison, sorry, and we used to have a bunch of strip clubs that were there, and the strippers would get out, and when the strippers were out, I would give them a section of, of Denny's where I wouldn't allow anybody else to go there. It was just theirs, and I would give them things that definitely, you know, <laughs> contributed to my lack of employment at Denny's, but, but I took care of them in such a way that I had the strippers there, the police were there. And then these drunk people that were, you know, the Johns for the strippers who think that stripper really likes me. No, she doesn't. She's just as incentivized by tips as I am, you know, sitting there. And those strippers, those strippers paid my senior year of college. hundred percent. So, hilarious. you know, I can't imagine if they'd have been like, oh, yeah, come to Denny's and, you know, make fifteen dollars an hour even even then, because I was killing it. I was doing hundreds of dollars a night in tips. Just just from them, you know, so the tipping industry is, is huge. And anybody who's like, oh, man, it's not worth it. Look, you're in the wrong restaurant. You're in the wrong business. You have the wrong personality. You are the wrong person to be doing this if you can't do the hustle because you need to walk up to people. Just like our guy at Olive Garden this last weekend when we were up in Tyler, he came. And he's like, hey, how you guys doing? Well, and that's what I was. I was just about to say. I was yeah, like, there's it. definitely a personality that you have to have in order to work mm -hmm. with. You know, at just as a, a waiter, waitress, server, anything like that, because that let me tell you that Olive Garden that day was lit as fuck. Yep. There was this black girl that was there and she was singing and dancing around and they were all like they were, you know, they were really just the energy was was there. They were having and everybody fun. that was there was automatically they, they were happier because mm -hmm. everybody else was happier. They were being greeted and, you know, nobody stood at that door for longer than, you know, 15 seconds before somebody was there. I was like, oh, hey, yeah, I'll be with you in a second. Hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. Even though they're not even the one that's, you know, going to be serving you. They're just mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, we'll follow you to, to your table. Do you have a preference? Like, and they were all just dancing around, having a good old time. They were cleaning the tables and just like dancing and, you know, bouncing back and forth. And like, they were so they, they were having so much fun. And I was like, I cannot imagine that that black girl didn't get tipped oh, so yeah. much Absolutely. because of her energy. And like our server was great, but compared to her, <laughs> he, yeah. he was he was quiet compared to her. Yeah. But he but was a normal him, waiter. Yeah. But even him, he was like, because I just wa all I wanted was salad. I was like, I just want salad and breadsticks. And he's like, well, hey, you know what? I've got to bring out salad and breadsticks anyways. I'm not going to charge you for it. Don't worry about it. Unless you want soup, then I got to charge you 10 bucks. I was like. You can charge me 10 bucks. I'm good. He's like, no, no. Well, I made sure that 10 bucks was rolled over into his tip, <laughs> you know. But do you know what you get if you take all of those people and you give them $20 an hour? You get customer service the level of the DMV. <laughs> and with that, thank you for joining us on the Afternoon Dive. I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to see you again. And remember, that which does not kill you, probably hibernating. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.